What's going on gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this Graveyard Review of Resident Evil 4. Look, I originally played this game way back in 2005 on the PS2 and I have loved it since then. But, I'm not going to lie, I've tried the port out or the remaster a few times and I gotta say, age has begun to show itself in that game. It doesn't hold up like it used to be, which makes sense. It's been all of these years later. However, Capcom's got a pretty good record here with Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3's remake. But could it hold a candle to what Resident Evil 4 was? Could it bring back Resident Evil 4 to all its glory? Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one way to find out. So let's check out the review for Resident Evil 4. So gamers, let's start off with the graphics. Let me just say, I think the graphics are absolutely gorgeous. Now, I did start the game off running in performance mode, wanting to keep the frames per second pretty high. However, I very quickly switched to fidelity so that I could actually see the graphics as good as they could get. And I will say there was one section for about three minutes that I did feel like the frame rate was kind of suffering. Even me, who doesn't really pay attention to it, could kind of notice a little, little bit of jittering, if you will. But for the most part, it ran smooth. However, the graphics in this game are awesome. I mean, they really do look great. They feel next-gen, if that makes sense. Like, they do feel like a step above what we saw with Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. They just, oh man, they look so good. And part of that comes down to not only the design of the characters, the details of the world, and the coloring that they use. So, in the very beginning of the game, you're kind of walking from the first little hunter's cabin on your way to the town square. And... The way the light in the sky is, it's just the moonlight, but it's almost like a blue type hue everywhere. And I actually think it kind of creates its own atmosphere. I think that's fantastic. Then you get into character models. And I think the character models are really a step above in this game. Now, understand, this is not like Horizon Forbidden West, where you see just tons of different character models, faces, and whatnot. You are going to see a lot of the same villagers on repeat. You know, a lot of times they wear the same mask, or it's just the same looking dude. It's not like an abundance of it. I mean, it's not the same people over and over and over again. It's just not a ton of different variety in the uh, character models. However, what is there looks really good. And I think what they do to really kind of step up the game in this is... They just don't look like shambled looking, you know, villagers. I mean, one, you definitely get that feel. They're in the woods, they're isolated, but they're dirty, guys. Like, there's dirt all over them, all over their legs. You know, they work in manure fields, so it just adds to that, like, ooh. And their eyes are different kind of colors, their hair is stringy. What that does is it honestly gives you a sense of mistrust. Like, they don't just look like, I said, like hardworking villagers that are just kind of brainwashed. No, they look like nasty people. Like, it makes sense when you go into these homes and things are just gross everywhere. And I'm telling you, that just adds to just the tension and the atmosphere in this game. Leon, though, however, looks clean. Minus a few bangs and bruises you'll get throughout the game. And that kind of gives you almost that trust in him that, okay, he's good to go. This is how I am. I'm a good guy. These guys are dirty. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I definitely got a pure versus impure type feel. Because later in the game, you and Ashley will actually kind of succumb a little bit to the Los Paragas, and I'll get to that in a little bit here, but it starts off showing a bunch of veins everywhere, so you're no longer looking clean and crisp. So, with all that being said, I just think that the way they use the graphics, they use the details of the character models, I think is just fantastic. But when it comes to the actual details of the game, I just thought they looked fantastic. I love a game when you look at a gun, and you can see the different nuts and bolts, you can see the chambers, you can see the writing on it, I love that. You could see that in this game. You could go into photo mode and zoom in and just see great details. I thought the hair 
for the different characters look great. And I say hair, and it's a little weird, but sometimes hair just doesn't translate well into gaming. You know, the different areas you go to, whether it be the village or the castle or the island at the end of it, they all have their own distinct look. The village, to me, is iconic in this game. It just, it stands out. It's its different level of creepiness. I've talked before, one of my favorite environments is a forest type area and i mentioned that part of that adds to the fact that it can just make it so creepy this game really does a fantastic job of doing that when you get to the castle it's this eastern european style castle and i don't know man maybe these are just tropes the woods uh the castle eastern european but they just they definitely are in my brain of like all right you see this kind of castle it's run down this many rooms Oh man, something bad is going to happen. And then at the end when you get to the island, which is more of an industrial, military complex, scientific rooms, it definitely, again, it they just all look different is what I'm trying to say. They all look different. They're just extremely well detailed. And I thought it was just a beautiful looking game. Now, I do want to talk about photo mode. I mentioned that. Here's the weird thing that I had with this game. I thought the game looked amazing, as I said. But going into photo mode, the photo mode itself is pretty bare there's not a whole lot you can do to really add anything you can't add any kind of emotes poses facial features you can't make them look at the camera i mean you can't do anything other than kind of place the camera move it around a little bit there's a couple of different options with that there's a option to add in bars you know frames very kind of basic frames and then the logo throughout the the picture but for me, for somebody who loves virtual photography and somebody who kind of tries to go out of my way to find those movie poster shots, right? The ones you could just see outside of a movie theater to make you want to go see this movie. I try to get those. Not every shot is going to be that. Some are just awesome shots. But for whatever reason in this game, I never got that inspiration to go that far. I never could do that. Like if you look on my Instagram page, I'm going to tell you, I think I have some good shots, but I just... I never got the ones I wanted. I don't know. There was some disconnect between how much I loved looking at the world when I was playing it and then how I felt actually trying to capture it in photo mode. Now, that's not across the board. My good friend Hulking Yoda over at Lost at Sea Gaming, a great gaming podcast right here on Anchor. He's got a Resident Evil 4 review out as well. He also, on his Instagram, has been sharing his shots, and he's got some really good photos as well. So it could just be me, but I just never got that connected with photo mode. So gamers, let's talk a little bit about the story when it comes to Resident Evil 4 Remake. And from what I remember, it is pretty much the same. Now let me caveat this and say that I played this game in 2005 on the PS2. I legitimately did not remember a lot of the story beats of this game. In fact, when I talk about in graphics, you go to that third island area, I did not remember that at all. I did remember the final boss when I was playing it, but by and large, for whatever reason, a lot of this game was lost in time when it comes to my memory. So... When it comes to the story, I can't tell you that they've made a lot of changes. I know that prior to the release of the game, they did say they were going to change a few things, line things up. I didn't see anything crazy. I will also tell you this. I personally was kind of hoping they were going to add some kind of connection to Resident Evil Village in there. Because when you play through Resident Evil Village towards the end of the game, in my opinion, it starts making a lot of connections to Resident Evil 4. So I was hoping with this remake, maybe they were going to kind of jump on that kind of make those ties in i personally didn't see that what you have here is your leon kennedy the hero from resident evil 2 if you played as him and you were down in a very rural area of spain this is kind of that eastern european style place and what it is it's the president's daughter the u.s president's daughter has been kidnapped she's held hostage you don't really know much above that some agents will go and drop you off they're going to quickly meet their demise 
once you get in there, and I mean, it's right at the first time you meet a cabin, you're going to find out there's something wrong with the villagers in this area. Ultimately, you're going to find out that there's not a T-virus here. It's the Los Paraguas. And I'm not going to get into too much detail about what that is. I want you to discover that on your own. Maybe make the connections with how that ties into the grander Resident Evil universe. But these different little insects, if you will, that can kind of parasite, is probably the best word, they can get in your body, that this you know, this cult is kind of pushing onto the villagers, it kind of allows them to control their minds. And man, oh man, do you get some really cool stuff. Because here's the deal, these villagers, they're completely, completely brainwashed. And you have no choice but to take them out. Along the way, you're going to go from the village, you're going to get your way to the castle, and you're going to find out again, there's a lot more to this story than meets the eye. I personally thought the story was well done. I actually think that the voice actors for Ashley and Leon and all the major people were very well done. And I thought the connection between Ashley and Leon made more sense. I'll be honest, when I played Resident Evil 4 all those years ago, I actually thought that Ashley was like a very like young teenager. Like that's just how she was played. So it was kind of weird that there was some kind of like connection between her and Leon. I'm happy to say that in this game, she's more mature, if you will. She definitely looks like she's you know, probably college age or whatnot, so it makes more sense, so I did like that aspect. Ultimately, though, I found the story taking you to some really cool spots, and one thing that I really liked is the fact that they kind of, in my opinion, flesh a lot of what's going on out with the notes you find in the world. One of them I kind of hold up that I thought was really cool is you can find notes in the village that talk about the cows and how the people at the castle keep requesting more and more cattle, more and more cattle, to the point that they're just running out of cattle, and you don't know what's going on until you get a little bit further in the game and you find a scientist who talks about this abomination-type thing that he has created that was fine with just eating a cow over the course of a couple of days, but now he needs two or three a day. Now, of course, when you fight this thing, it's a giant. I call him a giant troll. could be a giant. I don't know exactly what the official term is, but he's huge, and he's massive, and he's the one who's eating all the villagers' cattle. Ultimately, it's little things like that. Finding other notes to kind of really kind of flesh out what's going on with this. Why is Umbrella involved? Why is different people involved? What is happening here? I really, truly enjoyed it. And I just thought it was a fantastic story. I mean, I, I think it fits right in there with Resident Evil 2 as far as like these stories that you're like, oh man, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I enjoyed So to me, the story is well done. I thought the characters were really good. However, I do have to point one thing out, and that is the Ada Wong controversy. Because if there is one part in this game that, hey, look, I get it. It's this, you know, kind of quote-unquote action horror style game. I do think that, you know, it's okay to be a little cheesy here and there for this. However, Ada Wong is not played cheesy. She's just not played very well. And I'm not going to get into the people that are, you know, forcing the young actress to get off of social media. I think that that's ridiculous. No place for that. But she doesn't carry that same voice that same style that we've seen in Resident Evil 2, where Ada Wong is very just kind of distant, that coy style. She doesn't really play that very well, so... And i got to be honest with you, it, it is distracting when she starts talking. I, I don't know how they hired this young actress, put her in the game, and didn't decide they needed to change those lines. So, uh, no harassment to the lady, please, but at the end of the day, uh, she is probably the weak point in an otherwise solid voice cast. So, story, voice acting, to me, very well done in this game. Gamers, let's get into the actual gameplay of this because this is where Resident Evil 4 really shines and it's different than the previous version of the game. So, first off, let's talk about what Resident Evil 4 is. See, this is the game that the series went away from the survival horror and went to the action horror 
right? Now, my good friend Hogan Yard, as I've talked about, he's mentioned this before. He actually kind of wasn't as into Resident Evil 4 when it first came out because he loved that survival horror that the previous games were known for. And if you played Resident Evil 2 and 3, you know what I'm talking about, where it's more about the scares over the, you know, nonstop bang-bang, right? Well, in this game, it's less about the scares and more about the nonstop bang-bang. Don't get me wrong, it is still freaky. There's still a lot of horror aspects to this game, and there is that survival. You're still going to be looking at the inventory management. There's low resources. All of that's in there. It's just a little bit more of a focus on the actual action. Now, when it comes to the action, let me just say everything has been streamlined. As I talked about, I have recently played a decent amount of the Resident Evil 4 port that's on PS4, PS3, PS5. Like, I've played a little bit of that one, and I can tell you, man, that game, as much as it holds a great place in my heart from when I played it, it is dated. Graphically, voice-wise, but more importantly, control. See, while this game does control like Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes did, it is a little bit more freer as well. And I gotta say, one of the cool things is, and this I didn't realize, this is me going back to the port and being like, whoa, in this game, you have full control. I mean, it is exactly what you'd imagine a third-person action game controlling like where you can use that right stick and control the camera angle wherever in the original you couldn't in the original you could only move that camera just a little bit really where you were aiming at outside of like right up behind you this game you have free roam of that also in the previous version of the game you couldn't move while you aimed you were stationary to shoot this game leon can run a gun with the best of them so ultimately i think the controls are really well done there's a few things that i will point out number one quick turn quick turn in this game to me is important but it can also be jarring the way it works is you push down and you hit r1 and that'll quickly turn leon all the way around now here's my issue with that is it moves fast and at the same time a lot of times you're still holding down by the time you moved and that just kind of has leon back up to whatever he's trying to run away from and it can be kind of jarring so i be mindful of that there is no dodge button. Yes, there are times where you get a prompt to dodge. By the way, there's no quick time events in this game other than when it says dodge and you hit the circle button on the PlayStation to dodge. I do feel like this game needed a dedicated dodge button or roll. Like, you know, uh oh, there's a bunch of enemies. They've thrown a Molotov cocktail. Let me just roll out of the way. I think that would have went a long way in this game, especially with some of the bigger enemies that you're just you're trying to get away from. You need to be a little bit more nimble. Then there is melee. And yes, you can stagger an enemy and then run up and hit them. And you can always hit them with your knife. But I think it would have been really cool when you find yourself back in the corner and you have a bunch of villagers on you. If you could have just hit the X button and Leon would have just done a kick that would have knocked everybody back. As opposed to needing to stagger them first. So those little things I think would have really just improved the game. Because ultimately what I find is 90% of this game everything is going good. You've got a decent amount of space between you and the villagers. They come in a nice clip. It's not like you just get overwhelmed all the time and you can take them out. But there are times. These enemies, I'm not going to say they're bullet sponges, but to get a headshot kill, you got to hit that right sweet spot. And that's not going to say that they're not going to pop out with tentacles after they're dead. Some of these enemies also just take a lot of shots, man. Maybe you're just kind of in a frantic mode and you're not hitting headshots, right? And you're hitting them in the arms and the chest and they just take a little bit more and you can get surrounded in those moments and people get close to you. I don't feel like the game has a certain amount of smoothness that I would like to handle those situations. It's not a tank by any means, but it's just Leon moves at a solo pace, then dealing with a lot of people right up on him. It's not a game you want to get into a lot of close contact. You want that ranged option, shooting enemies and, and whatnot. 
Um, but they did add a few other things to this game. They added stealth. In this game, you can crouch, sneak up behind people with your knife, and stab them in the neck for an instant kill. And that actually works on some of the stronger bosses. For example, the chainsaw guy. If you can sneak up on a chainsaw guy, you know, with the burlap sack, one stab, he can be dead. Same thing with the guys that wear the pigs on their face. So it is very important. I don't think it is used quite as much as I'd like to. It's very easy for enemies to see you, and then that's it. There's a ton of weapons in this game and a ton of upgrade options as well. Eventually, you'll get body armor. You'll get your knife. Now, here's the thing about that is every time you go see a merchant who's going to sell you things, upgrades, all that, he will offer to repair those things. I'm telling you guys, you want to save the money that you get in this game. You want to make sure you're always repairing those when you can because the last thing you want to do is get in a situation where you need a knife and it breaks and you don't have a smaller knife around you. But overall... I love the weapons in this game, the magnum in this game. There's two different options you can get. I chose to get the second one, and I think it worked a lot better. The Broken Butterfly is the first one. And trust me, just wait till you can get to whatever the second one is called. I can't remember it off the top of my head. There's awesome shotguns. You'll get a very basic one in the beginning you can find. I'm telling you, when you get to the Riot Shotgun at the end, it's extremely powerful. There's all kind of different sniper rifles. I There's just a ton here. Now I'm going to give you a couple tips here when it comes to the weapons. Number one, don't worry about the rocket launcher. I never purchased it. Ultimately, I just thought it took up too much of your case. It cost a lot of money. I don't know what the ammunition to find would be like, but I imagine it would be kind of tough to find. The Magnum, I would be very, very thrifty in how you use that. You don't always find a lot of those bullets. Even crafting those bullets, because you can craft ammunition in this game, it takes a lot of resources to craft just a couple bullets, so just be very thrifty. I used it on the final boss fight, and only if I absolutely had to. And finally, I would highly recommend, in the beginning of the game, to get the crossbow. It is a silent killer. Not only is that, but you can also pick up those bolts, as long as they go into uh, an enemy, and you can pick them up once they're dead. So you're not really kind of running out of uh, ammunition with it. However, I'm going to give you a big tip here, is... Once you get a little further in the game, go ahead and sell it. The enemies, you know, they naturally get a little stronger in the game. And you'll find that it takes a lot more bolts to put somebody down. I just felt like I didn't need it after a certain amount of time. Now, when it comes to actually playability, right? When you're playing this game, how did I like actually playing it, right? I'm going to be honest with you. I thought for 95% of the game, it was fun. There are definitely some areas that I didn't like, that I felt was kind of frustrating. There's one, for example, where you're kind of in this one area and Ashley has to go up top and you have to kind of shoot these people that are going to try to attack her while people are attacking you. There's uh, just a lot of frustration with that because, again, you're trying to manage two things. I don't think Leon is as smooth as needed to be quick enough to handle those situations, so that was frustrating. And ultimately, there are just spots in this game, me and Hulk and Yoda talked about this, where you feel pretty good. You feel like you've got a good amount of ammo and health. And the next thing you know, it's not a boss fight. It's just an area full of enemies, and it's an ammo dump. You lose so much of your ammunition that it's not even funny. And that, to me, was very frustrating. Now, the other part is, I loved the village area. I loved the castle. Once I got to that final island area, I'm not going to lie, I didn't enjoy it as much. And they introduced the regenerators, which is probably the most annoying enemy type in the game they just constantly heal they heal too much is the problem until you take their hearts out they'll constantly heal to do this weird like dry humping thing on the floor and then flop to you like, it's just extremely annoying they are ammo dumps in and of themselves so to me that was frustrating as well now i will tell you one other thing that i want to say that they did improve upon this game is the map 
as somebody that's recently went back and played the port of the game, I can tell you that they've changed the way the map flows. Like, it's a lot more linear. Don't get me wrong. You can still go off different paths. You can still go different ways. But the map itself is a lot more easy to kind of follow from point A to B. They did change some things. So definitely be aware. If you're, you know, if you know the Resident Evil 4 map from the PS2, like the back of your hand, you might be in for a little bit of a shock when you play this game. It's not completely redone, but there's just definitely some differences. So overall, I thought what they did with the controls, what they did with the gameplay, everything works very well. Again, those moments are frustrating. But that's not to say that there aren't some really great moments as well. For example, there is a boss fight that you don't even have to finish the guy. And I think his name was Verdue. He is like a xenomorph. Like, I mean, he's crawling through the rafters. He's poking his tail at you. He is tough. It is intense. However, for him, there's also a boss fight where you got to fight a guy in a burning shack. And that was just a little bit more frustrating than I wanted it to be. So there are some great highs. And then there's some kind of annoying middle ground there's never like a low where you're like this just sucks but there are just some some a little bit annoying spots that game is one last thing i want to talk about gameplay is the merchant i want to talk a little bit more about him because yes he will sit there and he'll sell you new weapons he will also increase and improve the different uh, stats of your current weapons but he will also buy back weapons from you like i talked about with the crossbow and he will buy back treasures i think it's very important that you also look at your treasures because some of them can be inlaid with gems which will give you more uh, profit you definitely want that the other thing he does is he has different requests and they could be things from shooting the different blue medallions they could be anything from killing so many rats or he actually has a couple that has you fighting a couple of little i won't say mini bosses but they're stronger versions of enemies that you fight in that area i thought all of that was pretty cool man it just gave you some extra reason to keep exploring this awesome game world now, once you complete those requests, he will give you a different type of currency. You'll use those currencies to barter with him. So it's not the different money you collect in the game. This is a different currency that you barter with, and it's kind of cool. I mean, you can buy different scopes for your weapons. Sometimes he has different uh, treasures that you can then turn around and sell to him. Uh, all kind of cool stuff, so just be aware. Be, be on the lookout for that. I just think it kind of, again, man, it helped you explore the world more. It kept you fully involved with the environment, probably the best thing. Uh, best way to describe that is you're looking for those medallions, those rats. And then also he has a shooting gallery. I thought that was pretty cool because you go in there and there's just a little trials, right? You know, the submachine gun, try to get so many targets and whatnot. A lot of cool stuff. With those, you'll actually, depending on your performance, you'll get silver tokens or gold tokens. You use those in a vending machine right by the merchant. And what that will actually give you is little trinkets. And those trinkets can be anything from, hey, if you attach this to your briefcase, you'll get 20% more handgun ammo when you craft ammo or you know run speed plus eight percent little things like that again is it necessary no but it's a fun cool addition to this game well game is just talk about trophies and fun factor and i'll start with trophies trophies are not bad i ended up with about 42 percent of the trophies in this game i gotta say most of them you get just kind of playing through the game then there's things for collecting all the treasures in the different areas which Unfortunately, I missed a couple of treasures in both the village and the castle, so I didn't get those two. I did get it for the fort. There's a couple for different boss fights. There's a couple for different situations, like there's an area where you got to take a lift, and if you can keep people from jumping on the lift, you can get a trophy. Uh, there's things like that, but by and large, about half of the trophies in this game are your typical Capcom trophies, where they're just, to me, they're overboard. Like, 
Beat the game on S-Rank. Beat the game on Professional. Don't use any healing items. Only use a handgun and a revolver. Like, those kind of things are just like, oh, jeez, man. Beat it in less than eight hours. Like, there's a lot there. So, to me, it's not a bad list, but it's definitely not a platinum chase. Now, when it comes to fun factor, I gotta say, to me, the fun factor was pretty high. I talked about some issues with boss fights and ammo dump rooms, but for the most part, man, this was the game I described to Hulking Yoda as the right game at the right time. Like, I just would sit there and I'd play it and I would just be just so into it, man. Trying to get the different little collectibles, the Clockwork Castellanos, to me, were just fun as you'd hear that sound. The different sound effects you'd hear. The way the environment, man, like, I never felt alone in this game. Even if I didn't see enemies, I was waiting for them to pop out. Like, there was just so much about this game that I thoroughly enjoyed. There were so many days that I was like, all right, I'm only going to play an hour, then I'm going to switch to WWE 2K23, and an hour and 15 minutes would be passed, and I'd be like, nah, I'm not switching today. Like, it was the right game at the right time for me. I definitely thoroughly had a ton of fun with this game. So gamers, when it comes down to this game, I absolutely loved it. I thought the pace was well done. I thought it ended exactly when it needed to. If it had been a couple hours longer, I think I probably would have started getting a little burnout from the game. If it had been any earlier, I might have felt like we got gypped a little bit. So it was like that perfect length. The fighting was fun. It, it, the gameplay is so satisfying when you're just popping people uh, you know, with headshots as they're coming up or you're shooting them in the arm and they're dropping their axe. Or Oh man, it's just so much fun. So ultimately for me, this game is a 9.5 highly recommend it go do yourself a favor if you haven't played if you're on the fence check this game out it is a hundred percent worth it so gamers i'd love to know your thoughts on this game i'd love to know your thoughts on the resident evil series let me know the graveyard gamer gmail.com the graveyard gamer on instagram or the graveyard g on twitter till next time i'll be creeping on the graveyard